up, guys? We're back. It's another episode of Girl Meets Show, the relationship, <laughs> the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. Good job. Thank you very much. I'm very excited about today's episode because it's very upbeat, fun, and I feel like I have a lot of great, great opinions. <laughs> I mean, I always have good opinions, but um, I've never had a bad opinion. Yeah, true. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> MTV True Life. <laughs> I had a bad opinion. <laughs> One. We're going to talk about Shrill today. Mm-hmm. Aidy Bryant's new show on Hulu. And to go along with it, um, we are going to talk about our top TV boyfriends. If you watch Shrill, you'll understand. Yeah. Uh, Boyfriends play a big part in the show. Yeah. Mostly how not to be a boyfriend. Exactly. Is it my turn to go first? I think it's mine this time. So I'll go first and I'll say my number three boyfriend is Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec. I feel like we've kind of talked about him a lot lately. Dream boyfriend. Yeah. My reasoning is he's very supportive. He, like, supports Leslie in, like, whatever she wants to do and would, like, do anything for so that she could achieve whatever she wanted, especially in reference to her career, which, dream. I want, like, someone supportive and... Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, isn't scared of my ambition. Not that I have any, but if I did, you they do. wouldn't be scared of it. You're very ambitious, but that's a major common thread of my threes too. Perfect. I, I was, I figured it would be, but, and I was trying to think about like the very opposite of a boyfriend for me would be someone who's like controlling and just like, but I couldn't re- really think of any, but I don't know if that's because I wasn't. I was only thinking about good boyfriends. Yeah, I approached this with, like, who do I want to be my boyfriend? Same. Because we did kind of debate, should we do, like, worst TV boyfriends? Mm-hmm. Because maybe we'll do that later, but... Yeah, that would be a fun one. Yeah, this week I was focusing on the ones I want to date. Yes, same. Um, My last note about him is that he's a big Game of Thrones nerd, and now so am I. <laughs> <laughs> he loves Tyrion. Mm-hmm. And Tyrion's the best. Yep. My number three is actually um, Zachary Levi in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, that's a really good choice. He is another really supportive boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that he is really excited about Midge's ambitions and dreams. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, he's a doctor, so it would make sense if he was, like, just wanted a wife to, like, stay at home with the kids. I mean, yeah. it wouldn't, doesn't necessarily make sense, but especially for that time, that would make sense. Oh, totally. Like, you would see where he's coming from. Like, why do you need to have all these other mm-hmm. ambitions and jobs mm-hmm. and stuff? But he's not like that at all. He It's one of the things that attracts him to her. Mm-hmm. And I also like that he is weird and he's looking for someone weird. Like, yep. he tells his mom, find me a weird girl. Mm-hmm. And that is so hot. Yeah. And that's, that's why it's even... More devastating when whatever happens in the last season happens. (laughs) Yeah. The only comment I'll make is the really epic eye roll I just did. (laughs) That you can't see. So, yeah. He is just super adorable. And he's fun. Mm -hmm. He likes to do fun things. They come up with fun dates. He has a lot of his own interests and passions. Mm -hmm. Like, he loves that artist. Like, he, Mm -hmm. they both just have their own things they're excited about, and they Mm -hmm. kind of, like... Get to teach each other about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's what I want out of a relationship. Totally. So, yeah, I love him. He's he's my number three. Wow. That was a really good choice. Thank you. It was funny because I saw a lot of lists online that mentioned Nick Miller from New Girl. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have to go with Schmidt on this one. Schmidt is just on a much better boyfriend. Yeah. Nick's not a great boyfriend. Nick, I think, is a little too far removed. Yeah. Like, he's a little too whatever and like aloof you may say yeah yeah good word but schmidt is just like he's so passionate and was that a weird word (laughs) i mean i think it said a lot about you (laughs) (laughs) um and also is very supportive in cc's career and um also finds it important to still be friends with their friends and like make time for them And that's also really important to me. If -hmm. a guy has no friends, red flag, red flag, dump him. It's a major red flag. That's one of the things on our you graphic. Yeah, Of lessons we learned. That's true. I forgot about that. I mean, I know that a lot of girls and guys want someone who it's like, you're their whole world. Mm -hmm. I don't. No. I I already have have, a world. We we can have and can and should have two separate worlds. Mm -hmm. And fit into each other's existing worlds. Yes. That's what I want. I want them to have friends that they care about. Because I want them to let me have friends I care about. hmm So. Totally. That's a great one. Okay. My number two is Ben Covington from Felicity. He's played by Scott Speedman. He's so dreamy. He is just, like, a really beautiful person. And as a boyfriend, he starts out kind of like immature college boy, but he really matures over the show. He's really supportive of Felicity. Like, she makes a lot of um, kind of rash decisions, but he's like there with her every step of the way. And he also, he kind of starts out like not really sure what he wants to do and not a lot of faith in himself. But then by the end, he really grows into his own dreams and like starts planning for the future and it's really attractive (laughs) that is very attractive and he's really like open and honest and like becomes very vulnerable which is really attractive too yep very good boy good boy (laughs) (laughs) good boy and good choice boy (laughs) um my number one is none other than the one and only Seth Cohen. Forever boyfriend. He will always be my number one. I will want to date him forever. He is so in line with, like, your celeb crushes, too. Yeah, he's, he's everything I want. He's so much... I feel like John Mayer right now is a Seth. You just... Ding, ding, ding. Wow. That it's is... true. I have to say, I really think that I'm spot on. Like, <laughs> nerdy, smart aleck, musician, mm-hmm. or likes music. That style. Uh-huh. His hair. I mean, he and looks like Adam Brody. Yeah. You're so right. Wow. This explains so much. I know. And the- Seth would 100% have a show like Current Mood. Oh, yeah. It's so funny and dorky. Mm-hmm. It's an- Oh, man. So I already have my TV boyfriend and my celebrity boyfriend. I just need the real one. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, step by step, right? <laughs> and the fact that he was so patient and 
obsessed with summer for so long makes it all the better. Mm-hmm. Because then he just knew all of her little quirks and heartaches without her even knowing, which is a little stalkerish, but also that's how I am too. <laughs> Who's wow. your number one? Okay, my number one is Mark Sear from Parenthood, Jason Ritter. Mm-hmm. I forgot that that's what his name was. He he really is, like, Jason Ritter himself, I think, has many traits I would consider my dream boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But especially when he's playing Mark Sear in Parenthood, he's so dorky and endearing. He's so cute. I think one of, uh, I love that he's an English teacher, like a high school English teacher. Mm-hmm. I think that's very attractive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just like, he, I just, I Love their relationship. His and Sarah is Lauren Graham's character's name, I think. Yeah, I think so. His and Sarah's relationship is... Even though, I mean, like, I think they break up for for very realistic reasons. I'm trying to remember. Why do they break up? They break up because, really, he wants to start a family and she doesn't want to have any more kids. Oh. Because there's such the big age gap. Yeah, that's true. So that is a very realistic, not, like soap opera reason to end a relationship like they end they're really sad but it's also like a mutual adult thing Mm -hmm. he's just so sweet and like he's just such a this like cute nerdy dork Mm -hmm. and i just love him on that you know i was thinking of parenthood and i was going through my head and i honestly spaced over him so i'm so glad you said him it hit me like a bolt of lightning literally he's perfect i just want a guy that is that dorky. Mm-hmm. I say the dumbest crap. Wow, we both just want dorky, nerdy boys. <laughs> really, though. So, hmm. I mean, we're available. We're not asking for too much. If you, no! <laughs> They're just so great. And he is also really supportive of her in that. Yeah, totally. And, like, loves her um, children mm-hmm. and is good to them. Yeah, loves her whole family. They're all crazy, but... There, yeah, he can't help but love the Bravermans. Exactly. Some of my bonuses, I was reminded of how much I was in love with Matthew Crawley on Downton Abbey. That's a great one because I don't even think of him as a boyfriend, but he is. He is. He's hot and cute and nice and Mm. perfect. And he like is such a good match for. um, Why am I spacing on her character's name? Lady Mary. Is that it? Yeah. But she, like, she's, like, kind of a biatch, and he just dishes it right back to her, you know? So they're a really great match, because he can put up with her crap. Mm-hmm. Totally. One of my bonuses, well, my first one, which is, like, kind of stupid, but I did have a crush on him, was Jimmy Brooks from Degrassi, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Drake. Mm-hmm. Good one. I loved him on Degrassi. He was Even before so he got shot. Yeah. He was just, he was really cute. I, and I loved him, but even before he was paralyzed. <laughs> well, that is when he became iconic. Yeah, it's true. And I, he was my fave Degrassi guy at, even before that because I never, I thought that Craig was really hot, but he was too much drama for yeah, me. Yeah, I wasn't really attracted to him. I did think he was cute, but yeah, too much drama. Jimmy yeah. was low key, and he usually had like, he was like a consistent kind of long term mm-hmm. boyfriend for. The girls on the show, so he's he made my bonus list. Another bonus I have is Chuck Bass. Oh, okay. I don't think I would ever want to date him now, right? But when I was watching Gossip Girl, it was like, ooh la la. I what do I do with these feelings? I love him so much. 
He was, yeah, he's just really beautiful. He's so beautiful and just, like, there's something about a guy that's, like, so confident like that that is very attractive mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Yeah. Well, it's, like, he didn't make our top three because mm-hmm. we went with, like, the nerdy dorks. <laughs> Not, like, the rich, hot, like, might be mean bad to you. people. <laughs> At yeah. first, he'll be mean. Well, another thing about Chuck is that he, like, outwardly is a jerk. But he's mm-hmm. actually tender inside, yeah. which is always kind of like a mm-hmm. sexy thing. Yeah. Not always for me, especially not in real life. I'd be like, hey, never talk to me again. Yeah. But on a show. And like, I don't need a guy that's like super overprotective of me either. No. Well, it also kind of makes me remember about Tim Riggins. Yeah. He's he's like kind he's of a tried. devoted boyfriend. He tried. He tries really hard. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> when he's trying, he's trying hard. But he's also, he's a tender, tender-hearted person. Yeah. He'll get there. Hopefully he got there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. He could be dead, but. Yeah. I th- I like to think he's doing just fine. Yeah. I also thought of Jim Halpert. Yeah, I have him on my list, too. It's like when, season two, Jim is obviously really adorable and you can't not have a crush on him. Mm-hmm. But he's actually kind of a horrible boyfriend when he's, well, like, when he's dating Karen, for example, really bad boyfriend to her. Mm-hmm. He's super, like, withholding of really important information, and she's just trying to, like, live her life. Like, she moved here to date him, and he's, like, not disclosing that he was, was so in love with Pam, the whole mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I was just, it it's weird when you revisit it. Yeah. Because in high school when I was watching, I was just like, oh my gosh, Jim and Pam are everything. But I'm like, maybe he should have said something if he was in love with her for so long. Yeah. So now, yeah, not a great boyfriend. I would agree with that. Did you have any news, news, news? Triple news? Other than your exciting adventure over the weekend? No. Okay. Um, Why don't you tell us about it? Okay. Well, I had a super fun weekend because I got to go to the um, taping of the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend live series finale So in cool. L.A. And it was so much fun. Um, the whole cast was there and they sang, like, basically the, all the favorite songs of the whole show. So old ones and some new ones. And I was glad because I hadn't been caught up on the show, but I was really glad that I did end up getting caught up right before I got there because they did sing some new ones and it was just so much fun. And I like remembered that I like loved that show, even mm-hmm. though I hadn't watched it for a little while. And it was really cool too, because um, since they were taping, they would stop and they would have to kind of like, they're like, oh, let's redo this intro or let's come up with a different joke to use there for that intro and they would be doing trivia in between with Aline Brosh McKenna, who's the co-creator of the show with Rachel Bloom. And so while they were like changing the sets and doing costume changes, she would come out and do like trivia questions. And they were all just really so excited and so stoked that they had all these fans there that were like, people were dressed up in insane costumes, like that they made themselves that looked like they'd come from the actual show and so the energy was just crazy because the whole cast was just like grateful 
and bittersweet because the show's ending, but they're just so excited to perform live and they all sounded amazing and it was so fun. I love it. So was there like storyline to it? No, it was kind of just like... The best of. Yeah, it wasn't like they created kind of a musical out of it or like recreating the storylines of the show. Mm -hmm. They would just kind of like get in costume and stage that musical number. Okay. And so... And then they're going to air it as mm -hmm. the finale. Yes. Okay. Because apparently I I read that um, they said that the CW actually gave them like a couple episodes, extra episodes, Mm -hmm. more than they were expecting. Mm -hmm. So that's when they were like, let's for that final episode, let's just do a live production. Like they kind of framed it like it was a variety show. Cool. So they would come in and like... Rachel would do kind of, like, little bits to introduce each song, and, like, it was it was just, like, so fun. I'm really excited to see the actual finished product, mm-hmm. because the... So, I saw it on Saturday night, and then they had also done a Friday night show, mm-hmm. and I read something that maybe that was considered the dress rehearsal, but I think they also taped it, so then if they have to replace, like, one certain performance, because there was one song that it didn't seem like all the soloists mics were on correctly Mm -hmm. for like some short little solos so i was like oh maybe they'll use the previous night's performance of that song yeah but so i'm really excited to see the final product cool that'll be amazing it was fun and then it was fun too because there were some characters on the show that were in those musical numbers but they were sitting in the audience too oh and so when they walked in everyone was like waving and they were like yay like we're so excited and it was just like so cool i love that well, while Jordan was having fun doing that, I was at home <laughs> in my bed watching Queer Eye. <laughs> and the Fab Five, Fab Five did it again. <laughs> They're truly flawless. They really, you, and like you forget, and then you're reminded. Even though I follow them all on Instagram, mm-hmm. <sighs> man, it's just really, really good and really touching. I'm only halfway through. So far, I've only cried in one episode, the Jones Barbecue episode. Okay. And I haven't started it yet. Yeah. It was funny because I actually, when I pressed play on my Netflix, it started playing an episode that's like in the middle of the season. And I watched it and I didn't even realize till later that it was not the first episode. So anyway, it's really great. Still a must watch. I feel like I would never get sick of them. No, I would watch them do anything. Yeah, I hope they do it forever. And it's kind of fun because they do some different things on this one. Like the one that I cried in, they, instead of designing their home, it's a a sister pair and they make them, they make over both of them. Oh, cool. That's really cool. And they redo their barbecue restaurant instead of like redoing their house. And it's really cool and fun. That is awesome. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that is my next on my to-do list is finally start it. Because mm-hmm. since I was trying to get caught up on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah, you had work to do. Yeah. But I'm so excited to have that waiting for me. That's it good. is like the feel-good show of our generation. Seriously. And I don't think I've met a single person who doesn't like it. No. You, no. Literally every single person... 
even if like I fundamentally disagree with them on every single thing mm-hmm. and like they're homophobic and think they wouldn't like it, they would still love it. Yep. And those are the kinds of people that should watch need it. Need to watch it. Yeah. Okay, I've just been so so excited to talk about Shrill. It was so good. Yeah, it was so good. I loved it and I'm mostly just so depressed that it's only six episodes long. Yeah, that was a sad surprise. And it ends so abruptly. Mm-hmm. Like, I was watching it, and then Veep started playing, and I was like, wait a second. Even though I knew I was watching the finale, I was still confused and surprised when it ended. It's also, I wonder if it's one of those situations where they filmed a complete season, but then they'll release, like, That's the next That's what I would six. imagine. Yeah. But they better. I know. Do you want to give your brief overview? Yes. So, Shrill is an adaptation of the journalist Lindy West's uh, memoir, also called Shrill. And it's not like an auto, it's not like um, a biopic show about her, but it's very heavily influenced by her experiences as a journalist who's been really vocal about her experiences as a fat woman. Mm hmm. And it's interesting to just come out and say the word fat. But that's kind of the whole point of the show. Yeah. Like, it feels, it's kind of feels like such a rude, judgmental thing to say. But one thing that Lindy West and um, a lot of other writers, like Roxanne Gay, for example, Mm -hmm. they talk about, they're like, I'm fat. I'm not ashamed to call myself that. Please don't, like be ashamed to call, to describe me that way. Yeah. It's really interesting. And I think there's a whole movement to kind of take away the neg- the negative connotation with that phrase with that word anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so this show Shrill is um similarly it's about AD Bryant's character Annie who is also a journalist trying to kind of break into opportunities at her work. Um she writes for a website. So the show is kind of following her as she's trying to like follow her professional dreams, find, um, like, confidence in life, um, in dating, and just in life in general, while being, like, living as a fat person and her experiences of, like, just kind of daily interactions with her parents, with just strangers, with her, the guy she's dating, and... Did you already mention her boss? Well, oh, no, I did not specifically her boss, but yeah, that's a pretty huge experience and Mm -hmm. plot line of the show. Yeah, that's kind of how it's summed up. Like, it's kind of her trying to, like, find herself. Yeah, perfect. Good job. I mean, I've always loved A.D. Bryant, so there's no question that I was going to love it, basically. Mm -hmm. But it was really, really cool seeing kind of who else has been watching it. She posted, AD posted like uh, an Instagram that was just like, thank you. I'm seeing all of your messages. And it was cool to see the people that I follow on Instagram and know in real life, like commenting on it and being like, thank you. Like this show means so much to me. Um, I've never related with a show more or like, thank you for um, providing shows like this so that, making me feel better about like the kind of world that my daughter will grow up in. Mm, that's a yeah. Yeah. That's a kicker. Yeah. And like those were like the people that I know just like in my small sp- circle. So like I think that this is a really important show um for everyone and I think that that's really cool. Yeah. 
I completely agree with that. Whoa, what? Say that again? It was like I short-circuited. <laughs> but, um... Do you agree? I... Oh, God. It was like Bandersnatch. <laughs> Everything is like Bandersnatch yeah. to me. <laughs> um, no, I completely agree with that. It's one of those things where it also kind of takes me back to how I felt watching Pen15, but, like, now this is me. Because it's like, I wanted to go back in time and tell myself so many things, mm-hmm. like my younger self. Mm-hmm. And in this show, I also wanted to go back in time and tell my younger self things and, like, reassure her, especially, like, particularly about body image stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, but also, like, even my current self. Like, what can I do more to be kinder to myself and, like, the things I'm telling myself, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It was very inspiring. I mean, I want to talk about, like, when did you cry when you watched this show? Every episode. It was also beautiful. For me... Like, one thing that hit me so hard was the the dancing at the pool party. That, it was just, I, uh, it's, I, like, hard to even explain. to my eyes right now. I'm not even lying. No, she really does. But she's dancing to Ariana Grande. Ugh, so good. It's just, like, she's, that, like, really triggered me. I really have a tear rolling down my cheek. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I felt that, too. It's just, like, she's at this pool party, this, like, they call it a fat babes pool party, Mm -hmm. and so she's surrounded by women, like, plus-size fat women who are in their swimsuits having an amazing time and are just super confident, and she still, like, feels weird about getting into her swimsuit Mm -hmm. just from... And just, like, letting loose. Yeah, and just, like, not letting herself live in the moment and... Just be totally comfortable. Even though she's surrounded by people who all have have had the same experiences as she has. Exactly. And then finally, she just, like, lets herself start dancing and not caring about anything, how she looks, how she seems. And it's just, like, I could never describe it. Like, that is just not even an effective way to talk about it. Because it was just, like... How many times have I felt completely comfortable in myself? Like, I didn't think once about what I looked like mm-hmm. or, like, how my clothes were, like, fitting me and looking mm-hmm. at that time. Like, it's so rare that I've let myself feel like that. Yeah. It'll be, like, an hour that passed where it's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. That was convenient and nice. Totally. Well, and specifically, like, letting loose at a dance party because I just remember... Some of the times I felt the most self-conscious and most, like, the stiffest, most uncomfortable person in the room Mm -hmm. were when I was younger and, like, going to a big dance party Mm -hmm. and, like, seeing people just letting loose and, like, not caring if they looked weird or dumb and, like, just, like, consciously knowing I couldn't ever feel like that. Mm -hmm. And I've overcome that, but, like, like, specifically going to a dance party and looking Mm -hmm. dumb. Yeah. But most moments in your life, you just feel like you can't, like, you can't exhale until you, like, get to your car mm-hmm. and you're alone. Totally. I remember in high school, I had one of my best friends told me at a dance, she was like, you have no rhythm. <laughs> and I think about that almost every time I'm at a dance party now. And I think I've le- I've I've gotten over it. I don't really care. I know I don't. I'm not a great dancer. It's fine. It's something I've come to terms with. Which is funny because I've never thought that. (laughs) But um, 
Yeah, it's just like the show is all about that. One of my other, not to change the subject off of um, the body images used, we can even come back to that if you have more to say. Mm -hmm. But another um, part of the show that was my very favorite that also resonated with me was the feeling of having to be with a loser guy because you feel like he's the only one that will ever like you or be interested in you. Mm-hmm. Like so your you, only chance to be a mom. Mm-hmm. For, like is one of the things yeah, your she only, says. Yeah, that's true. Just like your only chance to ever be with someone or feel loved by someone. That to me, that was really sad. And also I felt that in my own, I felt that in my own life. And I felt that from my friends' perspectives and not even necessarily, that that's not even something that you have to relate to um, just because of the way you look. I have friends who are like the most beautiful, perfect humans I'll ever know who have still felt like that. And it's so heartbreaking. So I'm glad to see that also portrayed in a show. Mm-hmm. It like makes me, I want to like take time and just like soak in. Yeah. Th- like remembering the show and like the things you're saying. I'm like, yeah. Back to that same point, a writer for the LA Times tweeted, and she said, Shrill is out today and I'm in love with it. I felt so seen watching this show, and you will too. If you've ever settled for a guy who knew, who you knew wasn't enough for you because you were scared no one better would see your worth or look past your exterior. Well, I think you're right. I think everyone can relate to that. Yeah. And, and even if it's not specifically a guy, like, it could be, there's... Any parts in your life that you're settling? Well, even the job aspect is also something that's portrayed in this show. Yeah. Um, Settling for a job that sucks and you aren't appreciated, but like you're there because you've convinced yourself that it's the only opportunity you're going to have to be able to do what you want and what you love. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't even thought about that till now. <laughs> it's just like everything about it is so real. And I feel like we're getting more of it, of that in shows right now, but it makes me just excited for what else is to come. Yeah. I feel, I think, I mean, not to like compare it to Pen15 so much, but I think it really is like a theme of shows this year is like vulnerability is power. Obviously vulnerability, I love the concept of it because it there's so many interpretations of it because you'd think that it would be vulnerable to be like, Maybe, like, if you think about it, just on a surface level of what that word means, it's, like, kind of, like, being that quieter and shyer and things like that. Mm -hmm. But she's being vulnerable by dancing at the party Mm -hmm. because she has no guard up and she's just letting herself be herself. And so as she starts bringing that into her whole entire life, like, writing really difficult articles that are just like, bringing the trolls out to attack her and stuff mm-hmm. amidst, um, like, thousands more of supportive comments. Mm-hmm. But, like, in her relationship, she's finally vulnerable, really actually expressing what she wants and why she feels disrespected and that she's not going to put up with it anymore. It's just, I don't know. I just love that that is kind of the message that we're taking into this new year and, like, Hopefully, like, entertainment is going to really start veering that way. Mm -hmm. Well, and something else I really appreciated, and I know we talked about this maybe even our last episode, about um, 
unlikable women and like characters who aren't perfect and Mm -hmm. she's definitely not perfect and she does things she makes mistakes and like there's some times where I'm like you're kind of handling the situation in a bad way Mm -hmm. and um so she's not perfect either and that's something else I really appreciate and like when she's writing those articles she's not doing it because she thinks that it's going to like get a million hits or like um doing it for the fame or trying to be like the face of fat women or anything like that she's Mm -hmm. literally just writing it because she feels that way and wants to be a little bit heard yeah she's just trying to express herself and has like an inkling that other people will relate yeah like she's not trying yeah exactly she's not trying to be like the voice of a generation or like i'm such a contrarian because mm-hmm. I'm against uh, normal beauty norms. Mm-hmm. Like, she never is trying to take down anybody else. No. She's just trying to assert that she exists. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually interesting, too, because I think it ties in really well with all the episodes I was binging of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Because especially this last season is all about the main character, Rebecca, trying to take control and own up to her own mental illness. And really admitting that she can't do it by herself. She can't manage it by herself and she needs to get on antidepressants. But that's really hard for her to admit because she hasn't had... Yeah, there's this huge stigma and she... Her character has a really, really, um, like, domineering mom who's kind of, kind of, like, forced her on drugs that really weren't right for her in the past. And so she's had all these bad experiences. So she's, like, kind of stigmated them to herself. But when she finally is, like, owning up to that she does need outside help. Like, she's finally on a path to mental health. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the body image parts of Shrill also come into effect with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, too, because she... I mean, there are several songs about... She has one called Heavy Boobs, <laughs> where she's like, I don't have these, like, tiny, perky boobs. Like, mine, they're, they're heavy. <laughs> but I just recently read, too, that, like, before they started filming that show... She, they were intending to, like, meet with a trainer and get her, like, kind of ripped for the show. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, that's not our show. Like, I have an average body type, and that's we what we're going to see. That way. Yeah. That's and, like, cool. people with average body types date, too. Mm-hmm. That's just not a part of life. That's not mm-hmm. realistic that mm-hmm. every single person looks like a freaking super tall supermodel. Mm-hmm. Love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> One thing also is her wardrobe, A.D. Bryant's wardrobe, is impeccable and amazing. And I guess they basically, like, mostly made all of it just for the show. Really? Yeah. Like, a lot of it was just handmade for her. My gosh. Um, But there were a few pieces from one of our favorite people, Tuesday Basson. Mm -hmm. And it was really fun to see her represented in the show because she's worked really hard in um, having size-inclusive brand Mm -hmm. so that was fun yeah i legit wanted every everything she was wearing yeah everything was perfect she looked amazing Mm -hmm. and i loved when she um when her roommate had that dress and she was like oh that's not something i would normally wear Mm -hmm. and she tried it on it looked so cute like she wasn't it's like she says in the show when she's talking to um that girl who is like a plus-size designer and she was like i need to talk to you because all the clothes for my size are either like a big old sack mm-hmm. 
or well, I can't remember the other example she gave. I can't remember either. But it's like way, 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 way too small or something like that. Mm-hmm. And all of her clothes, like they didn't hide her body. No, they were very flattering and made her look amazing. Mm-hmm. But they weren't like a giant, like oversized. Like she's saying, basically in the show, yeah. like it just like they fit her. They fit her personality. Mm-hmm. It was all perfect. Yeah, they were beautiful. And it just makes me wish we had more. It makes me sad that they had to hand make all those and that there isn't all those cute clothes available. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's like, I'm really happy that designers like Christian Siriano Mm -hmm. are really um, making waves and are really, like, used a ton on the red carpet Mm -hmm. because... He, for example, is one designer who never turns anyone down because they're not, like, sample size. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't it Leslie Jones who he designed some really beautiful dresses yeah. for her for the red mm-hmm. carpet? Because she was like, I have a weird size that's not just right off the rack, but mm-hmm. no designers will, like, make me anything for these awards shows. But he did. Mm-hmm. And she looked amazing. And it's not like it's – he's not only designing plus-size dresses. A lot of stars are – yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And that's all we want. Everyone to feel loved and included and seen. Mm-hmm. Anything else to say about that? No, I feel like I just need people to watch it and then talk to us about how, what's it, what it's done for them. Yeah, I agree. Because it was really moving. But I also like that the show is also really entertaining and like good plot lines it's not just like this is a message show no like it's about like it's not like thrown in your face or anything no it's not preachy it's funny. at all it's realistic also um one of the burglars from home alone is the dad which mm-hmm. i didn't know because he wasn't really credited on imdb and luckily i have jordan my <laughs> human imdb who figured it out yeah and I'll give you a hint, it's not Joe Pesci. <laughs> um, it was just, it's a great show. Great mm-hmm. characters already. Even in just six episodes, I feel like we know them all so well. Yeah. It was so good. And every, I feel like every setting was fun. Mm-hmm. Like, even though she has, like, this awful boss. Yeah, I, I love. Like, loved seeing her coworkers. I loved her at work. I loved her at her apartment with her roommate. I mm-hmm. loved her at home with her parents. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, I agree. That's good. That's a good point. So go watch it. Mm-hmm. Run, don't walk. Highly recommend. And you gotta <laughs> love that it's thirty minutes. Thirty minute episodes, six episodes. So you so, know we're gonna love it. Yeah. That's three hours of your day. That's Which is nothing. basically zero. We ran down to zero. It's perfect. Like that's like one night of television. <laughs> if you're us, <laughs> it's actually one eighth of your day. Which, again, basically nothing. There you go. Yeah, clearly it's still even a little too raw and fresh for us to even fully comprehend how much it did for us. Totally. I feel like, like, even now, I'm still processing it. Yeah, I already feel like I need to rewatch it. Ditto. Which means it's a great show. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, with that, women empowerment... But we still have to choose a crush of the week. <laughs> She's still boy crazy in the in the show. We're yeah, she still is. boy crazy IRL. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, I am choosing 
Oh, I think I've already chosen. Have I already chosen him before? Ooh, repeat. That's how you know it's real. <laughs> Anthony. I was hoping you would pick him. I could not. I don't not. think you picked him before. Okay, good. Because we haven't really discussed Queer Eye. Yeah, that's true. Um, Like, I know he's the hottest person that's ever been on this earth because I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> but, like, then you watch the show and you're reminded of his stupid jawline and his stupid cute faces and his... He's got such dreamy eyes. Yeah. Very soulful. And just like his little smirk, smile, pout, everything. Ugh, he's just like a literal perfect human being, and I wish I could just clone him for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone would be happy no matter their sexual preferences if they had Antony. Even if you weren't in like a romantic or sexual relationship with him. Yeah. Just a positive presence. Yeah. You just wouldn't need, you would need no one else. He's just so goofy and like someone that hot shouldn't be weird, but he is. I'm excited for you to watch it because they do these little like PSA things at the end of the episodes. And there's this one about tomatoes and I was cracking up. I cannot wait. You'll love it. They are, well, they're all like comedians. Yeah. They're like the funniest people we have Mm -hmm. besides John Early. Yeah. We're really blessed to have them. He should be the sixth. Get him on the show. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's like the only thing the show's missing. Yeah, it's true. Little John. Okay, who's yours? Mine is Skylar Aston. I knew it would be. Yeah, it's not a surprise. <laughs> so, as we've talked about briefly on the show before, because I think it was like a piece of TV news, this season on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend... A character is played by Skylar Aston, who used to be played by Santino Fontana. And um, I was so stoked when they announced that because I love Skylar Aston. He's from Pitch Perfect. And he's in other stuff, too. But especially Pitch Perfect. <laughs> um, and I just have, like, the hots for him so much that it, like, kind of makes me embarrassed like, you're flushed right now. I'm very... I'm blushing. <laughs> and um, I don't really know how to explain it. It just feels like he's someone that I could know in real life or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just really, really love him. So that when I was binging this most recent season, I finally got to his episodes. And yeah, he's great. He sings so well. He's so hot and cute. And then, of course, he was in the live show. Of course. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend live. And he was amazing. He was dancing and just, like, being a dork, which is the theme of these boys we're obsessed with. Even Anthony's a dork. It's true. We just love these dorky boys. We love the dorks. But, yeah. Well, and it's interesting because he wasn't in... He got a big solo, which was great. One of his songs that he sang this season, which is, like, a Bruce Springsteen kind of... (laughs) Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen. It's not that different. He, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Bryce Sprungstone. <laughs> he, his biggest song this season so far was like a Bruce Springsteen inspired song. And so we got to sing that one and it was really, really great. But he wasn't in a lot of the other numbers because he has been up in Canada filming a new show. Hmm. 
And they even, like, kind of made a joke about it. He was like, oh, like, I've gotten the short end of the stick. And they were like, well, you shouldn't have gotten another part in a show or something. So I'm excited to watch that new show. But I'm glad that he, like, flew back and forth between Canada and L.A. to perform on this show. And it was so nice. And he was just so good. And I love him. I love that you love him. It's, It's a whole thing. Okay, well, go watch Shrill. Please watch Shrill. And I'm begging you. I'm cannot. on my hands and knees. I've been like texting everyone I know. So it's so inspiring without being schmaltzy. It's very real, and will just make you really think and confront a lot of things in your own life. Yep, agree. For the for the better, mm-hmm. which is kind of scary to do, but it's necessary. You yep. got to take stock of your own mentality. You know. Totally. And love yourself. So, yeah, that is our prescription from Doctors Kennedy and Goff this week. (laughs) 